Alright guys, what's going on? Austin here, and in this video, we are taking a look at the NFL's power rankings for Week 11. It's the extra point edition. So, we're going to start where we always do with the bottom of the barrel, the worst teams in the NFL. New addition to the bottom of the barrel, we have the Oakland Raiders after losing to a Booty Cheeks Colts team that lost their all-world linebacker that is... You know, running a former center at head coach, and they can't even get a win at home. That's pathetic. Uh, a lot of wins in this category. The Panthers, you know, they get a win. They, you know, finally get to move up out of the worst team in the NFL category again. Uh, you know, Buccaneers get what I would consider to be a lucky scheduling matchup. They're lucky they didn't have to face a New York team uh, in Germany. They had to face a team that, not only is on the other side of the country, but then they had to all go on the other side of the world. That's whatever. The Jags are still the Jags. Um, they've got a great defense, and uh, they rarely show it. Texans have a good defense, and they rarely show it. Sealers got an okay win against an okay team at home, but they got T.J. Watt back. Honestly, I'd move them up if they lost just because they get T.J. Watt back. He's, he's the most valuable non-quarterback in the league. Uh, the Browns, I, didn't, I don't even move them down because they lost. I moved them down just because they got embarrassed. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, what is there to say about them? Like, they can't get a stop. Miles Garrett can't seem to get a, a useful pass rush. Doing nothing on third down this year. The offense, you know, is, I mean, it's nothing special. It's not like it was last year. I think they wasted last year's roster on Baker Mayfield, but that's whatever. Moving forward, we've got the below-average teams. Kind of feel like I might have the, the Saints and the Cardinals a little high. I also feel like I might have the Rams a little high. But we get the Saints and the Falcons up into this category. We get – or down into this category, rather. And we get the Colts back up into this category. The Colts have been a perennial – and when I say perennial, I mean weekly team, uh, you know, bouncing anywhere between 30 and 20. The Rams just continue to prove how terrible of a team they are. And, I mean, if you're a Lions fan, you have that draft pick right there. It is an awful, awful record and a great draft pick. Washington Commanders just got a good win on the road, putting them at 500 on the season against the undefeated Eagles. I think it was a fluke, and I think they got lucky. But that's whatever. They got the win, and they played like they mostly deserved it. The Chicago Bears... I think they're better than they were, you know, when they were whatever, whatever they were three and one or whatever it was at the time. I think they're better today than they were then because they actually know that their quarterback is good and they're treating him like it. They're just basically just letting him go out there and play football, which is how they're going to win games because they have a pathetic roster, a pathetic offensive line, pathetic running backs, pathetic wide receivers. I mean, they have basically one decent player at each position. Except, I mean, you know, for the running backs and the wide receivers, they have two half-decent players making one decent player. Uh, I mean, the the defense, they, you know, they sold it away, you know, all except for their, their young defensemen, their secondary. I mean, the Packers got a pretty good win at home against a very good Dallas Cowboys team. And the Cardinals, you know, they got an, they got, they got a win on the road against the Rams, who are one of the worst teams in Now, we get to see these above-average teams. The Lions finally vindicate 
me for holding them up here so long. I actually kind of feel bad for dropping them down so many spots. Uh, I mean, they just kept losing and losing and losing these close games. Uh, but now, you know, they're they're turning them into wins, which I always believed that they would. Um, you know, if they matched up with the Titans today, I think the Titans might win six out of ten matches. I, I really believe that the Lions are one of the better teams in the Titans, there's not really much to say about them. They beat up on the Broncos. Nothing special. Patriots on a bye. Jets on a bye. Try not to move them. Chargers did exactly what I thought they would. But, you know, an injured Chargers team going to San Francisco and barely losing. Uh, you know, a young Seattle team flying the farthest flight that any NFL team has ever flown and, you know, barely losing to Tampa. Giants. I, I wouldn't – I don't want to drop them down. I wish they would have handled the Texans a lot better than they did. Um, and if they had, I would have kept them up where they were at, and I probably would have kept the Dolphins where they were at, you know, down at 10. But, I mean, the Dolphins just showed so much potency versus the Cleveland Browns. And so, for that, I have to move them up even though – and I have to move the Giants down even though they did get the win. And then we have the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. Uh, the Bengals, I don't like moving teams on a bye, so I kept them there. The Cowboys, they took that L, so they're moving down. The 49ers, I wanted to leave them down at seven, but, I mean, they did get the win, and I think the Cowboys deserve to be dropped, you know, obviously for losing that game. So the 49ers get to leapfrog them, but they're still not better than the Bills, even though the Bills did just lose against the Vikings. I, I really wanted to think about putting – the leaving the Ravens at five because they're on a bye. But when I think about the Ravens, they have three losses this season and they all had double digit wins, double digit leads going into the fourth quarter of these games. I mean, they literally just had colossal meltdowns, including meltdowns to the Bills. Great team. The. The Dolphins, very good team and the Giants, very good team. So. I mean, they, they might have, for any three-loss team, they might have the best three losses in the NFL, even though they, they lost in horrendous fashion. The Eagles, you can't you can't get manhandled. You can lose. You, if, you, if you have some fluky plays like the Quez Watkins fumble or the Dallas Goddard fumble or that crazy, that crazy roughing the passer or unnecessary roughness call at the end of the game, whatever you want to call it, you can lose on fluky stuff like that. You can't get manhandled. Their, their offensive line got pushed around. Their defensive line got pushed around. They lost the time of possession battle 40 and a half minutes to 19 and a half minutes. That's embarrassing. So for that reason, you get dropped down from the number one spot. You're, it's just That's a horrendous performance. The Chiefs move up, although I don't know if, you know, back-to-back weeks, you know, beating up on the – uh, on the Titans and beating up on the Jags is really, oh, you know, great wins. But it's just they're the Chiefs. They have, you know, one of the three best collections of weapons in the league. They have the best offensive coach in the league. They have, you know, one of the five best offensive lines in the league. Put it all together and you've got, you know, the best offense in the league to no one's surprise. But just ahead of them, I got the Minnesota Vikings. Now, the Vikings, the question about them was, Oh, well, they haven't played great competition like the Eagles haven't. Uh, but their only loss was to the undefeated Eagles. Well, now the one loss Eagles. And, oh, well, all their games are close games. They're not dominating anybody. Well, would you rather have a team 
That's only winning close games or only winning blowouts. The big knock on the Bills the last couple of years was that they were only winning in blowouts and they couldn't handle one-score games because they were losing them all. Well, the Vikings are the opposite of that. They're not blowing teams out, but it seems like every single time you're in a one-score game, the Vikings know how to win that kind of game. And that's the reason why I actually have them in the number one spot is because they haven't been blowing teams out, but they've been winning at situational football. You go to the game against the Lions, I think they played, it was week three. Yeah, that was week three. So the game that the the Vikings played against the Lions, the Lions put themselves up by three and they needed to get a stop on the Vikings. And what did Kirk Cousins do? He didn't drive the Vikings into field goal range he put them on a touchdown drive a deep shot to the back of the end zone gets this guy a touchdown and they win the game not you know they don't they don't tie the game they win by four and that that's just been the story of their season it's just one point victory after one score victory after one score victory and people were wondering well well can they do it against a great team well, I mean, a lot of people had the Bills as the Bills as uh, Super Bowl favorites, and Vegas had the Bills as Super Bowl favorites. Which right now, I, I bet if you checked, the Chiefs would be Super Bowl favorites. Um, but if you looked at the NFC, I'd be willing to I'd be willing to wager that the Vikings, the Eagles, and the 49ers are in a three way tie for NFC Super Bowl appearing favorites. But I think that the that the Vikings have the best quarterback of these NFC teams. I think they have the best running back wide receiver tandem of these NFC teams. And so far they're just playing like they know how to win football games. All right, guys. So there you have it. Those are the NFL power rankings. Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Be sure to like and subscribe and stay up to date on all of our future content.